You're listening to The Three of Witches, a podcast where we explore themes around the lived experiences of witches and pagans. I'm Rosemary. I'm Red. And I'm Fern. And this week we will be discussing our views on the afterlife. I do. I've pretty much always believed in an afterlife. Granted, again, I grew up Christian, so I believed that version of heaven and hell first. Um, but even when I was transitioning into paganism, I've I've just always believed in the afterlife and ghosts, just in the idea that there's more than just this life. I mean, yeah. I don't think I ever thought that there wouldn't be. Even, like, I'm not sure if I, pretty young, just, like, had heard about heaven and was like, oh, okay, yeah, so nothing really dies. But even as, like, a young child, I didn't understand the amount of, like, as a young child, I really didn't understand the amount of grief that people went through when someone died because I didn't comprehend, maybe, you know, might have been a lack of comprehending that they're really, like, dead, but I was also like, if they're not gone, why are we so upset? Um, they're just in a different place. So I guess that's pretty much what I still think. Um, well, more complicated. <laughs> Grief is a heavy topic. But um, on some levels, I, I don't think that, like, Dying is the end of your entire being. So yes, yeah, yeah. I'd have to uh, agree with you guys. Kind of the same vein, Fern, of um, just, and I think that's also just due to popular culture and everything that it was just kind of as a given that there was something mm-hmm. after. It's like this if you life. if you believe in anything, you tend to believe there's an afterlife kind of vibe. At least when I was growing up, that was. Mm-hmm. Again, I grew up surrounded by Christians, but... Yeah. Yeah, and I I would always say, I think that, you know, for instance, when I was a kid, my grandfather died, and there was a lot of conversation about life after death and and all of uh, that, and he was was a very interesting fella. He had his own spirituality, his own thing that he did, his own mishmash of Buddhism and Taoism (laughs) and Christianity and, like, Islam. Like, he did his own thing. He was a very interesting dude. Um, but it, the afterlife was kind of always a thing that was a given. I had obviously heard of heaven and hell. Um, I never personally believed in it. I had heard of it. Um, and it's, you know, it's popular speech, but I, I don't think I ever believed in, in that version. My views of the afterlife have definitely changed tremendously throughout time yeah definitely and yeah i know my first one of my, one of the first things that started drawing me away from christianity was i mean growing up with the idea that the only way to get into heaven is through jesus so if you're not christian 
you don't go to heaven. Of course, when you're really young, you don't think about that very much, and a lot of people around you are Christian. But then you get a little older and start realizing that not everyone believes it, but that doesn't mean that they're bad people. Like, I know that was my first, probably my first kind of crack in Christian, in Christian faith. Granted, I know there are plenty of Christians that you believe it's more complicated than that, but that was always the genre of Christianity that was given to me. And I mean, you know, that crack happened well before I ended up going into paganism, but I've never believed the afterlife, whatever is there, that there's any kind of gatekeeper depending on your religion. It might look, I've thought it might look a bit different depending on what your religion was, but I, I still kind of feel that good people get what they deserve and bad people get what they deserve. And of course there's shades of gray in between there, but that's kind of always been my view. So when you say gatekeeping, mm-hmm. maybe nitpicking, but what about like stories of gods that have like bring certain people Valhalla? That is cherry picking warriors. Is that not gatekeeping? The way I see that um, is that it's more like Valhalla is like one section of the afterlife from my understanding. Like, Warriors go there, but if you're not a warrior, you don't go to, you know, Christian hell to L's. Um, you go to, you have your own afterlife. My version is, I'm to be more specific, I'm saying more that I don't think you need to go through a certain religion to have a good afterlife, okay. or that if you um, don't have that religion, you go to a, the bad place. Like, I, okay. that's more what I mean. Okay. Because I was like, well, that's still like gatekeeping, but not what... I think you're trying to describe so yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah. So so you would say then that the religion that the person had in their living Might mortal shape. self will shape how Maybe. they that isn't something that I'm like, this is what happens. But it but that's like generally one of the thoughts I've had of just maybe like I think it was like a Tumblr post that was saying this, but like maybe there's an HR person. That's the Grim Reavers are an HR person. It's like, oh you're a Christian, okay, you're gonna go over here. <laughs> like, this is the view of heaven you're gonna get. Something like that, or maybe it's not that. I mean, I think uh, it's kind of similar to like what I think. Sort of, I think I kind of alluded to in an earlier episode. I just somewhat early, probably around like twelve or thirteen, was just like if someone believes in ghosts and is afraid they're going to be a ghost, I feel like it's a higher chance they're going to be a ghost than somebody who's just like like who's just adamant that they're going to be going. Well, not adamant, but some. Someone who, like, really lives their life in a way that they think and matches with what the Bible says will lead them to heaven is probably going to be more likely that that's what happens. But there are so many other belief systems Mm -hmm. outside of heaven and hell and that dichotomy that I could never write them all off as wrong. They can't be wrong, but I can't say that the other ones don't exist, so wouldn't that mean that it's possible that it all exists? And so I guess that's kind of yeah. uh, still where I stand. Is I I guess they could all exist, and they might be. I don't necessarily think that's a completely separate realms that you could never access another one. That's pretty much only formed because of my experiences with trans work and being able to kind of connect with people who might be quote-unquote like far away from the person who's acting as the seer uh, and where they are 
located in terms of what realm and stuff um, is a term I've heard more than once. Uh, I also kind of get got that sense when I do my own like trans work and journeying that it's not that someone isn't in an afterlife or in a bad one or in a good one or in a better or a worse one. It's just they're not right where I am. Mm-hmm. The customer service in the afterlife is <laughs> it's not very like on call. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I do like the the idea of the of the HR person and the, the going to what you um, you know you believe in. I personally believe that everyone is wrong mm-hmm. and that the way that many cultures and religions have thought about the afterlife are not are not wrong in, in that like someone is sitting down and making up shit it's not like that but it, for me the way I think of it is the way that like Plato's cave with the shadows mm-hmm. of we if you if a seer gets a glimpse or someone has a near-death experience or something along those lines they're going to interpret the shadows in a way that makes sense for their worldview, for them being mortal, for someone who is confi- confined by space and time. So, of course, we're going to have an afterlife that has different realms and that have different topographies or rivers or that are, you know, under the earth literally or literally in the sky. For, for me, I kind of view it as whatever we are, just kind of re uh, becomes the parts, mm-hmm. kind of like disintegrates into the the many parts that make us up, and just kind of like goes into the cosmic soup. Mm-hmm. I uh, I heard something pretty I guess similar recently. I was talking to uh, the priest at uh, our pagan church. She was telling me about how um, some of her interactions are with like the remainder of someone's aura who like their goal is to live, but they've lost their personhood. So I don't remember the rest of the conversation. It was very long, <laughs> as they tend to be. <laughs> but that's what I got out of that. It was like that idea. Because so. mm-hmm. I, I was thinking today, like part of me kind of agrees with like the Homeric way of looking at it, of like people just kind of become like shades of themselves because mm-hmm. they, they lose that, that life and that vitality. Um, but then I was listening to things on the way here um, that I also had questions about. It's like, so why do we then honor the dead? How do we have ancestor worship? How do the dead communicate with us if they're just shades with no personhood? Or if they rejoin the cosmic soup, why should we worship the dead? sort of a thing. So I'm kind of like in this weird space of I just think people get uh, transformed and turned into parts. And so, you know, like ghosts are a part or a memory or, mm-hmm. or something that stays here and then a different part of them goes here. Or that's why I think like reincarnation can be a thing. Mm-hmm. But that's not like the soul of a human getting out of someone's and body and out of a vagina. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I read this book. That's and, not what I was, sorry. <laughs> the theory of, like, I, I've seen this somewhere. I guess it was more like a meme where it was like, oh, yeah, that white light, it's just coming on out. <laughs> well, honestly, that is a view some people have, and uh-huh. I've seen that in, like, media, where it's like the dead go to this waiting place, and then they hop into babies. Mm-hmm. I, I don't vibe with that, personally. Um, but I think it, for me, I don't think, like, the whole identity of that person right. what they were all of those things just stays 
you can't see me. I have my fists together. <laughs> it doesn't like stay into this one thing that like goes to one place and stays there. Like I really do think that they kind of dissipate and turn mm-hmm. and decompose. And we're not going to talk about the soul. <laughs> well, also, uh, like I'm not sure what you guys think of like the idea of time not being a linear progression. Listen, because I, if it's not, then past life regressions and all of these things can be simultaneously happening or listen, not. I I am a bitch for the idea of circle nope of time being a circle. Um or a circle being a time, I guess is what I was going to say. Um I don't necessarily know that I believe in it. I don't disbelieve in it. I just absolutely adore the idea as a concept or like from a writing perspective. I'm just like, oh yes, this is so much fun. Um yeah, I have no idea if I actually believe like in a linear like I think you asked me two years ago, I said time is linear. I think with some of the experiences that I've had, it makes it a little bit more convoluted to still hold that view and not say like then why do I feel like I know people when I meet them sometimes, but then I definitely don't feel like I would ever meet them in a past life regression or anything like this. Like, and I'm not explaining it well, but there's just, some things just don't add up completely, and it might just be that that's all I can perceive in this form. <laughs> so, I, I like, maybe it is linear, but I can't put all the puzzle pieces together. Maybe it's not, and the puzzle pieces are harder to, like, you're not, you're building a Rubik's Cube with flat puzzle pieces, so it takes a lot more to kind of Mm -hmm. get that to go. Yeah. Have you guys ever watched Haunting of Hill House? Yes. It was was really fun. It was also really sad. It's really sad. It's really good, but they have this idea of like ghosts. No, no, no. That's why. Oh my god. Yeah, you're talking about time not being linear. Yes. Kind of spoilers. I won't go into specifics, but like I, that idea that Hill House presented again. Part of me, like a big part of me, is loving it for the storytelling part of it. Absolutely loved it. I don't know why, but when you're like, oh, I don't know if it's like a circle. I'm a bitch for that. I'm like, let me just do some trance work right now. But no, please don't <laughs> speak to me while I trance. I am not a good, not at that. Not at that. Don't do that. Don't no. do that. <laughs> well, also, I was going to ask, like, with, with the afterlife and talking about ghosts and ancestors, do you guys think that, you know, with mediums, mm-hmm. you know, who are, are, are able to speak to the dead, do you... What do y'all think about that? Just get rid of the whole con thing. Well, yeah, because that okay, doesn't yeah. exist. So uh, we'll remove money from the equation, and I'll just think about it that way. I think it's entirely possible, but I think that there is a it's hard to be that level of open that a lot of mediums are like constantly. If you are not doing a lot and a lot of shielding and protection work for yourself, to not also have delusions. Yeah. So that's kind of, like, I think it's a little bit of a balance to say, like, you can speak to ghosts, but are you also seeing things? Yeah. Like, that's pretty much, like, I believe in the concept of mediums. Don't believe everyone that says they're a medium. I also think that, I mean, I, I feel like it's probably possible that you wouldn't even be able to contact every single person that passed on. Like, a medium who was like, I can definitely reach whoever you want me to. 
I don't really know that that's possible, but which at least for me kind of gets the idea of I kind of believe in reincarnation. I also kind of don't think everyone is going to be reincarnated. I don't think everyone around me has had multiple lives. I think some people are probably new, but if I'm saying they're new, where did they came from? Why did they wait till the year 2022 or, or you know, like 20 years ago to be present? Um, which maybe time is in a circle or time is a circle and that's why. So, you know, it gets a little complicated, which I'm fine with. I don't need to have all the answers. Oh, yeah. We're, we're not solving anything in this podcast episode. But <laughs> no. <laughs> but what do you think? I, well, I was going to say with the whole reincarnation thing, I think with with my idea of the soup, you know, I don't, you know, if the whole matter can either be created or destroyed, energy just transforms. Like, I do, I do understand the concept of a new soul, but I also don't think that anyone is a new soul. They're just comprised of the energy of birds and trees and ancestors. And Maybe it's just specific, and, like, bits that haven't been put together before. Maybe. But then that, you could say that for every single soul. Not necessarily. Because there's always a chance that you'd end up back with two of six being the same. Mm-hmm. Does, does, does this mean I have pieces of a horse in my soul? Probably. Okay, yeah. cool. Or a dolphin. I, I want horse. <laughs> a, a, a land dolphin. A land dolphin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cause, I mean, there's no other reason why you would jump over every tree that's ever fallen down that you've ever seen before. And, like, oh, and that's, how I, that's how I had my worst fall. <laughs> Jumping over a tree I should not have. <laughs> my bad, Gina. Our horse. <laughs> But with, so, I mean, with reincarnation, so there, I know there's also a concept with reincarnation of the life that you live now mm-hmm. informs what, what life your, your soul is put into next. What do you guys well, think about that? I don't want to say it's not really. I think it's just a different um, practice than I follow. Like, that is karma. Like the very involved with karma um, being there, and I don't think that I just don't work with a worldview that that is going to be deciding my next life. Not to say that I don't sometimes wonder. Like I guess where I stand with that is that I just sometimes wonder if it would, but I I I don't think that there is something deciding some sort of moral balance that I am or am not keeping. Yeah. I think that there is more chaos than there is balance. (laughs) That would just go against entropy to have a defined moral code for all souls to follow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I don't... I'm not against it. I'm kind of, I guess, more ambivalent towards the idea of if, if, if reincarnation is a thing that you're like building to something or that you're always trying to do better. I, I'm more open to the idea that it's like lessons that you need to learn, like that your soul or those fragments of your soul need to learn. And if you don't complete it in this life, maybe that's what you're supposed to do in the next life. And, I, I mean, I would kind of think that some of the experiences you have kind of get carried with your soul when you go to the next reincarnation, but it wouldn't necessarily, like, it's not like, 
I remember not to walk in front of a car. Like, it wouldn't be, like, that kind of experience. But you know, even then, I'm, as I'm saying it, it's it's not fully realized in my head. But, I don't know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's, it's not a, um, you know, oh, man, I didn't finish this in this life, so 100% that's going to be the yeah. thing that, you know, my, my next life is going to be. It's more complex yeah is what you're saying yeah and that i mean maybe some like issues you have from like this this life will get carried over into your next life and my ideas about reincarnation aren't super solid other than i kind of think it probably happens yeah i i, I have to be in the same boat with the, with the reincarnation because i've definitely heard stories that are wild mm-hmm. that i'm like there is no possible way that this you know Five-year-old boy knows all these things about World War Two. Like, was it? Was yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that was Autumn Equinox. <laughs> yes. So for for the Autumn Equinox at uh, Rosemary's house, um, myself and my partner um, sometimes watch very strange things, and we introduced um, the Ghost Inside My Child, which, if you have not seen it, I highly recommend. I think about ninety percent of the people on there are cuckoo bananas. Um. But there was one episode that y'all didn't watch where it was a little, like, just crazy. And the the ones that I do think are real, in this one, it was a young boy who had the memories of a woman who had jumped out of a building that was on fire. She wasn't a famous person. She was just some lady named Pam from Chicago in the 90s. Those are believable to me rather than my child is Michelangelo reincarnated. Like, okay, he likes to draw, so he's Michelangelo. I don't know about that one, mm-hmm. but the the kid being able to immediately pick out the face, the kid um, having weird details, knowing strange things about the super small fire that happened in one apartment building in Chicago in the '90s that like is not common knowledge, and they're not in Illinois, just super strange, and like the dad who's super skeptical, being like. I don't know where he's coming up with this stuff, but I don't think it's real. And the fact that he immediately says, that's me of a picture lineup of this woman mm-hmm. knew immediately. And then just the episode, end of the episode is just the dad going like, I gotta think about something. That's <laughs> it. That's the episode. Um, yeah. Those, those stories are the ones where it's like, I don't know how I would debunk this. Yeah. Like, or even if like, if you're saying like the parents were coaching them, it's like, they were coaching them with the hopes of getting on this one TV show that isn't a popular TV show. Like, I don't even know if they're getting paid. Like, you were a middle-aged woman in Chicago, like, who died in a fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, those are the ones, especially because I, I think I think a lot of those like little kids having past life memories, the memories fade at a certain point, mm-hmm. which kind of also feels like it makes sense to me that. You're, you have that immediate hold over you when you're young. And then as this life starts to become the dominant one, those fade away. Well, I, but I don't think... I. It's such a common idea. It's true. And maybe there's some validity in how common it is. Yeah, it's kind of like the... Either it's common or it's valid because it's common or it's really, really not valid because it's so common. <laughs> but I like... Almost wonder, not that it's like more valid or like or anything like that, but is it 
more valuable to a person like you, not the rest of the world who gets to view the spectacle, but you to be able to, as an adult with a bit more consciousness formed and an ability to have intention to perhaps reach out or learn about potential past lives or what you've experienced before this life, is, is that more valuable? Like, should that be something that perhaps, maybe it's not because this is the dominant life, but mm-hmm. that this is what we're valuing and this is what we're choosing to remember is now. So should we learn about the past and our past and the experiences that have come before that aren't in the history books? Mm-hmm. I would say yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's generally good to learn about the past and learn about history. Well, yeah, because... Well, no, not not like what's written in history, no, yeah, no, but like no, yeah. your personal... I mean, that's just kind of having a deeper understanding of who you are yeah. and why you are and where you're going. Mm-hmm. But what if... What you value now in this life is the exact opposite of what you did in the last one. Mm-hmm. Then that's character development. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. I would just see that as like, I mean, soul development or something. I don't know. Because I was going to ask you guys if, I don't know, past life experiences. I mean, there is the past life regression that we all did. Yeah, yeah that was interesting. There was a lot, lots of stuff, lots of doors. I don't. I don't know why there were so many. I had lots of doors, too. And I also think that I was seeing all those past lives right before they died. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't have that. And which is, uh, But I also, I don't think mine were as memorable as I remember. Mine were all sad. Mine were very, like, kind of mundane. No, the first two were sad, and the last one was very content. It was very <laughs> nice. That is nice. I think, also, if I'm remembering correctly, a lot of the doors weren't, like, doors like you would have in a building they were more like natural passageways so i was like do those mean like not human things or do those (laughs) which by the way uh to be clear we are referencing the past life trance that is episode three i think go check it out yes go Go listen to that episode um (laughs) um, yeah it's the past life one that i wrote and then i read it for and read, and then I had like, my roommates read it for me. So yeah, that's what we were talking about when we we're talking about our past life. But so prior or, to that, mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you guys ever have any memories or flashes? Or I have like pretty constant deja vu, but it usually is something that I've like thought about before, like twenty minutes before, and then I'm like, oh, that's weird. Why is it happening now? So, like, that's kind of been constant throughout my life, so I wouldn't be able to tell you completely if I've ever been like, oh, I just know this thing from a past life versus that experience. I don't think I ever had any, like, past life or weird memories. Mom, if you're listening, please text me if I had anything. I would love (laughs) to know if I'm weird. Um, (laughs) I'm a re (laughs) Yeah, I never told you. Yeah, I never heard of anything like that. I do talk and scream in my sleep a lot, so I don't know if that's anything. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, my first roommate was Catholic, and she was like, are you okay? I'm like, me alone, don't try anything. (laughs) Yeah, I'm more likely to have weird 
if they are psychic moments or useless psychic moments, but like weird psychic moments other than like weird memories. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you, Red? Well, I was going to say for myself, no. I've had really intense deja vu. Not often and not enough that I can be like, I remember that one time I had really intense deja vu. But I can remember the fact that I've had a few moments of just like, why do I, did I dream this? Like I've had some of those moments, but nothing rem- like remarkable that made me be like, like holy shit mm-hmm. yeah i don't think i'm not one of the people who like knows and has deep experiences about their past life it's interesting though i've had uh unrelated to that like not a feeling for myself but uh like one of my closest friends she and i have are similar in certain unusual ways and have had similar experiences that I would wish upon no one uh, that her mom has gone through, that her grandmother has gone through. It's like, <laughs> they consider it like almost a, a curse on their family at this point that they don't tell you about until it happens. Because, um, I mean, it's not something you would want to experience or warn someone that's going to happen because then they're just going to build a phobia of it. Yeah. So, so she was like, wow, we must have been related in another life. And I'm like, Argh. <laughs> <laughs> please don't say that <laughs> I would like not to have all your family drama be my family drama <laughs> Keep that shit. Yeah, you, you can have that um, I don't want that <laughs> but because um, well, I wanted to go back to what you were talking about first like is it even a good idea to do past life regression like yeah I have no idea yeah I mean I did it I didn't think that hard about it I think if somebody had given me, like, a, hey, you want to do this in two weeks, I would have sat there and thought about it for two weeks. But mm-hmm. because it was, like, an hour, I was like, well, I guess so. Why not? What harm? How much harm can it do? That's not a good thought process. Spoiler <laughs> alert, it can do a lot. But I didn't have a lot happen, so. Yeah. I mean, like, I think it, it's that's the kind of thing where it depends on what happened in your past life and you can't know that. I mean, I know at least for me, because, like, before I did the past life regression, I had that sow in trance, mm-hmm. where I'm not sure if I was tapping into a past life oh, that was or weird. an ancestor, or if it was just, like, a, a scenario or something that the Morgan was showing me. But it was fucking dark, mm-hmm. and it's really scary. Um, like, I mean, you saw me after that. I yeah. was really freaked out. Yes. Um, so, I mean, like, I guess because I had that, I, like, I already knew what my happen Mm -hmm. and i mean a past life regression is more structured than a trance so i especially because it was my past life regression i knew whatever past life i would experience i'd only experience it for about two minutes before i'd be pulled back out as opposed to like a 30 minute trance where i have much less control over what i might see you just have to go to the river of blood and see what happens exactly well my experience with the river of blood was absolutely wonderful death and our homies (laughs) like we just hold hands and go Skippy, skippy, and go into the tavern of the dead. <laughs> we just go skippy, skippy, like literally. <laughs> I I don't. Well, I guess also part of the reason why I was okay with doing it is because like I just kind of I so I sit there and go, I'm gonna do this thing. What's the vibe? And it's all like, oh, you're good usually, or it's like, oh, that's gonna be bad. And like, not today, fam. I mean, I think that's, especially for, like, witchcraft energy stuff, if you feel open enough to understanding those signals, it's fair to just be like, I kind of want to do this. 
Mm-hmm. What are the vibes I'm getting? Yeah, I mean, it's like pulling tarot cards beforehand, but I just don't pull the cards. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, like, if you, you know, if you're not in the best shape mentally, and you do a little vibe check, mm-hmm. maybe with tarot cards, and you pull the tower before you're about to do a past life regression, oh, maybe you decide that you're not going to do it then. Yeah. Another episode, but recently I've been hearing a lot of, like, if you're going to do any magical work, you need to do divination beforehand, and I'm like... I moved away from that because it felt like I was limiting myself a lot and relying too much on the divination. So, like, I'm, like, trusting your instincts. Yeah, but these people have way more experience than me. And they're like, yeah, you're right, but you're wrong. I'm like, okay, it's fine, but I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And, like, maybe I'll I'll do, like, a pendulum, but I'm probably not going to pull tarot cards. I also just don't connect with tarot cards as much as some other things Mm -hmm. so that's fair so besides the point that's another way you could vibe check so yeah Mm -hmm. um but also like i guess it does help that like those who i work with like on the deity plane side of things will beat the shit out of anyone who tries to cross them so yeah. Yeah. I, and yeah. like, typically, if I ask, like, hey, please just not today, they'll be like, all right, nobody doing that today. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of deities, so um, before this episode, we all kind of agreed that we were not going to have like a history lesson. Like, we usually do of like, oh, witchcraft and history. Yeah, we might, we might do that in the future, but yeah. none of us. Felt like doing a deep dive. <laughs> also, work. Well, I also literally bought a house today. Oh, yeah. So, like, there's no time for that. If you notice a bit of a difference in sound quality, that's because we are speaking of one of Fern's new bedrooms yes. in her new cool ass house. <laughs> yes. But what I wanted to say is so I was listening to something today and they were talking about Hades and, mm-hmm. and you know, Persephone and all this stuff and about how with. Hades, there's not as big of a cult following with him in ancient Greece, Mm -hmm. um, outside of, like, the Eleusian mysteries and stuff like that, because you didn't really worship the god of death because you didn't really want to attract his attention. I've heard that a lot, too, for for Sumerians. There are, like, a lot of newer people, newer people interested in Sumerian reconstructionists will come in and be like, so, Ereshkigal, and it's... A lot. Everyone's basically like, you don't want to invite death into your house. Uh, she's not Persephone. <laughs> like, she'd be closer to Hades <laughs> in terms of that, like, parallel. And on some levels, I agree. And I get why there wouldn't be a cult following. On other levels, like, if you're really connected with a god, I don't think it's probably going to hurt you. But you might be more aware of the amount of death in your life or something. Mm-hmm. So, Well, because my, my main question with that actually was y- y- your your view of the afterlife. How mm-hmm. does it inform how you perceive death gods was kind of my question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because if, if we're saying, so like with, with what Rosemary was saying, like the HR, you know, in, in um, you know, Gaelic uh, mythology and, you know. Uh, yeah. So then, is the death god of that specific pantheon only responsible for the dead who were Gaelic polytheists? 
I think it's more so, I mean, like a little bit, although as I'm thinking about this, off the top of my head, I can't think of a deity that it's just death. Like the Morgan definitely has things to do with death. There's some, like there's some kind of links of them maybe take, like being the person that take, that guides them. And there's things with Epona, um, who I've said before could be linked to Maka, potentially kind of being the person that is taking you, like right. a ferryman type of thing. But the, there's not, like, how you have Hades or Rescue Not that I can... There's not, like, a king or a queen. Yeah. Not that like, I can think of. Well, cause Especially I, because the other world, like, in my the brief Googling that I did, remember, I did not have time, there wasn't really so much the idea of an underworld. There is the other world, mm-hmm. where fang shenanigans happen, um, where, like, the gods kind of live. You can visit there. You hope that you're able to come back from there. I think there is some idea that that might be where spirits go, but not so much that there is a ruler of that place. Like, now I kind of want to go back and remind myself of all the gods. Like, is there anyone that's just, like, I've heard their death? Uh, like, not, not, like, the death, but what I've heard is, like, Madden and clear Because yeah. he's over the sea. Yeah, that would make sense um, for them. Because the other world was also over Yeah, there the is, there is... Yeah, because there's, you know, the other world that's in hills or <laughs> or Tunanog, which is an island across the sea somewhere. Exactly. So which, yeah, that I've could make sense. I've seen him kind of associated yeah, I haven't researched as much about him. I want to because he has an association with ocean, which I love, and horses, which I love. Um, so I want to look more about him, but I've always been focusing more on the Morgan. I think we know people who could help you, maybe. Hmm? I think we know people who could help you. You will get an intense, like, college course reading list, but they will help you <laughs> do that. First, I have to get over my issues about going to pagan church, even though it's pagan. I took my partner to to pagan church, and he said, it's very different. It's very, very different. Yeah, just to give a, um, a bit of an explanation, because I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast. There is a pagan church uh, grove nearby-ish, nearby-ish, that... Mm-hmm. Red and Fern go to a lot, and I have not started to go yet because... We're trying to indoctrinate her, and she's really resistant. Yes. I've told people that we will bring her, so now we must. Yes, because <laughs> because it happens on a Sunday, and I was all for it until I realized I'd be going to church on a Sunday, and then my my Christian background was like, no, the fuck we aren't. So, so <laughs> pulling it back to after. <laughs> Death gods. Death gods. Well, I was also going to... Oh. Yes, I have an answer to that question about if, um, like, interact, I guess, can you rephrase, rephrase your question? I know my answer, but I can't rephrase your question. Okay, okay. It was basically, does your view of the afterlife influence how you view your death gods? Because if we're saying going off of this view of, well, everyone is going to go to their own personal heaven, mm-hmm. their own personal Valhalla, their own personal Isle of the Blessed. So then is that death god only responsible for the people who are of that religion? Mm. Or, okay. yeah. So, um, first off, I want to clarify, I wouldn't say it's an individual person's, you know, whatever. But I, like, in thinking that they overlap in some way, it's the afterlife, I would say, I most directly interacted with which would be, still haven't completely directly interacted with, which would, but would be like Norse hell with one L. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I actually asked, I was like, you know, we can contact deities here. Is there anyone who wants to work with me? And the seer was like, I mean, just like whoever you want. Like there's, there's so many people, like so many gods just waiting for you to initiate. Like they're not coming to you at this point. And I was like, okay, cool. And they're like, wait, hold on. Hellblocks. And it's like, well, why not me? <laughs> I haven't done anything with that, but I thought that was funny. <laughs> and great. <laughs> Gives me some personality. I think my view in the whole thing is like, because it like overlaps and that those in the afterlife aren't this, aren't like always only in one place that it, they're in charge of who is there then and now in that time frame or in that space while they're like, does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. who's in that space in that time that they have, they're in charge of, but it's not to say that like, you wouldn't be like, and I know this doesn't necessarily match with any mythos, but you, it's not to say that you would never go to Christian hell and then hell with one L. Like, it's not to say that that could never happen. It's just that, like, you went here at one time and you went here at another time and your passport expired, so you're stuck there. Like, <laughs> As we know, hell is just getting your passport renewed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I have no answer to this question. Yeah. I'm just that's, that's the most like I was thinking about this actually earlier today. That's the only reason I'm like, maybe. And I don't think and I, I think I would have no idea if I hadn't been like seriously considering doing more of like this year's stuff that I haven't done much of, so yeah. Yeah. What are you? Well, I was, I was going to say, like, again, because I I don't really think, like, I, mean, like, I don't mean this to be a dick. Like, I don't think heaven is real. Like, I don't okay. think hell is real. With two L's or one L, I don't think Valhalla's. I, I say I don't think it's real in, like, I don't think that our conception of what those things are, with the giant table or the, the dark, dark uh, underworld with the rivers and all that stuff. <laughs> I, when I say I don't think it's real, I think it's definitely real to us as we are now mm-hmm. and real to the people who had those myths uh, passed down to them, who had near-death experiences. Like, my mom had me read a book when I was younger. I was asking questions about death, and there was a pastor who had a near-death experience. And I read this book, and it was all about how heaven is real. And I was like, but a pastor wrote it. Yeah. There <laughs> is, is this, there is always levels. Is is there not yes, is there not some sort of like mortal lens that he's viewing this through? Absolutely not. No, of course not. Couldn't couldn't possibly be it. Priests don't lie. Because I think that once like we're actually dead, there is just no way of knowing at all what that looks like. Okay. And I don't think... I don't that, know that we're supposed to know. I, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't think that... I, I love thinking about the afterlife and what it looks like and with the different ways and, and things connecting. And I'm like, I just don't think any of it is actually accurate to what we're going to experience or not experience um, when we actually do pass on. So for like death gods like Hades or... Um, I'm trying to think... 
or Arish Arish Kigal. I like that. And I really like that name. Yeah, they have a really good sound. They all have some nice names. Yeah, like the the different death gods. I definitely think do have responsibility in that. Or like, I definitely think that like Hermes psychopomp helps spirits move on. Or, um, you know, that Hades and Persephone do oversee the dead. I just don't think that they are, like, literally in their subterranean dark place. And, you know, only the they're overseeing some dead who are, are, are coming and, and going. I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Right. Well, I, <laughs> I think in, like, the very literal, man, like, manifested, like, in my trances, I go to literally the taverns, like mm-hmm. D&D style taverns mm-hmm. in my trances to talk to my mother. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's where she is at pretty much any other mm-hmm. moment. Well, yeah, and like, I mean, my view of trancing in general is that we're being shown something that will make sense to us. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's true. And I do also, like, and even in that space, there were only, like, I could have only so interact with uh and I, not all my chances are this way but in that one i could i was specifically looking for her she hadn't been dead very long so i could easily recognize her and only others that she showed me or someone who she had shown me showed another person only then did they have like a physical being mm-hmm. so otherwise it, it kind of had this sense of like you've been here a long time you're a little bit more like I won't say transcended, but like experience, you're not like as rooted to the human experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it felt like there were like individuals who were a bit more like elders, more elevated past like being dealing with the grief of dying. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't necessarily have that like human physical sense about them, but. I could only perceive them with, like, the shape of a human, kind of. But that was, like, for my comfort. (laughs) Simplicity of my understanding, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Because, like, in the same trance, like, a faceless, literal, like, death, like, Grim Reaper, but no skeleton. Anyway, just, like, the being of death was also there, like, didn't really need to have all that. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I would definitely say that it's like, uh, and this is just going back to what I think about the nature of the gods. If they present themselves in an you know anthropomorphic or humanoid form, right. it's definitely because that's how we view things, and it's to make it more understandable. Yeah, yeah to and us. in uh, I think in the same vein, they can like we have animals that we associate with them, mm-hmm. and they might just decide to be like. Take that falcon's brain for a moment, like why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and and so I think that it's something similar with with death and ancestors mm-hmm. and ghosts. Well, ghosts is a whole other thing, but just like trance work and, and uh, like death and the afterlife, the way that we're viewing it is in a way that our brains can comprehend. Right. Because trancing, typically, the way it's explained is. Heavily visual. Mm-hmm. I think, thought experiment, I might try this. I think I could trance without any visuals because it'd just be like feeling and perceiving, but it would be harder to follow what's happening. 
Yeah. That's and how I know most of my feelings is actually feel. Right. So I yeah. really not are not actually very visual. It's more like feeling and then being like, oh, I'm in mud right now. Oh, okay. This is what's happening. Oh, I can feel the snake because I can feel the, mm-hmm. the scales and the cold body. Ah, that's what the snake is doing. Oh, okay. Um, where am I? It's very feeling based mm-hmm. for me. Um, and then there's sometimes visuals, like the, the river of blood was very visual. Yeah. Yes. And then there was feeling involved in it. But when we did like the trance with uh, a friend of my mom's, and then the first time I did that with her, which was in her attic, was uh, completely feel based. Mm-hmm. So, but but this you can't see, it, but I'm scratching my arms. Um, is still very human. It's still very moralist in all of the senses. Yeah, I'm not talking about like the physical sense of mm-hmm. touch, but mm-hmm. the perceived feelings mm-hmm. that like that is a lot of how I work craft. And the more I do that, the more I also put some of that into visualization, um, which is why I somewhat started working with scrying is because um, sometimes when you're in crisis situations. <laughs> You discover you can do things. <laughs> but I'd be curious to see if I could get the same level of clarity to the experience without the visuals, mm. but just like the senses of where and what needs to be learned or experienced. To yeah. report back to us. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to be like, yeah, it was real inky and it was real, <laughs> then it was real chill. Like, I don't... <laughs> it's so much harder to explain that way. So. Yeah. My trances are so visual. I don't know what would happen if it wasn't... I think mine are, like, in between. Because I get some physical sensations, too, but, like, the visual stuff is, like, what I really remember. I do remember one time in a in a trance, the Morgan and, like, Raven form, like, landed on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And even when I came out of the trance, it's still kind of, like... It's not that it hurt, but it's, like, I just still... Felt it. Like mm-hmm. a lingering sensation. Yeah, it was weird. Do we have any more after the question? <laughs> I think, we're, yeah, we're getting close to, to the end here. already. Uh, oh, okay. Here's here's a, a question. So we've been talking about kind of like the afterlife of, of your soul, your brain, your, 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 all these higher, quote unquote, higher level things. Do you guys have anything that you want to do burial-wise? Like, you're like, I want to be cremated. Cremated. You want to be cremated? I mean, well, I also like the idea of being turned into a tree, but I also have no idea if that, is that actually an option? How hard is it to do that? Uh, There's, like, urns that are, yeah, yes, it's a certain urn for cremated But like, But then I also like, okay, where are the trees being planted? Do they, is it protected like a graveyard? Like, is my tree going to one time be cut down? Which I don't, I don't know that I would just like be like not okay with that if it was, but I don't know. Like you can't do it. You can, uh, <laughs> you can, uh, you know, when you buy <laughs> buy a plot of land and then your family can take it and then be like, that's where grandma is, and then it's a tree, and then all your that. children are weird. <laughs> also, I would love like just like making a tree in a pasture with horses, and I'll just be the tree that gives them shade in the summer. That sounds wonderful, but also. I'd be fine with being cremated and, like, spread somewhere interesting. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, wouldn't really want someone to just, like, keep my ashes and, like, their mantle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That feels weird. Um, but then also, I don't want my loved ones to spend a shit ton of money to, like, embalm me and then put me in a casket. 
so much money. I think I'd rather. Oh, cremation is much easier. No, I know. Better than that, yeah. But yeah, yeah. cremation or tree. Yeah, those are my things. Yeah, I. So I got back and forth on some level. I want to say I don't care because what the burial rite is is for the living. That's true. Mm -hmm. As much as we say it's to respect the dead. Like, I would have some weird wishes if I really could, and I don't know if they'd all be legal. So, <laughs> like, like you can't just, like, like, I don't know why you can't just put me in the ground with no casket and nothing. Put me in the ground, and the bones are there, then do some, like, then, do, I don't know, use them for divination. Like, whatever. Um, use your grandma's knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? Like, it's like, let's see what I'm going to get you for Christmas. Get grandma's knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> They're for the living. Mm-hmm. Like, I also 100% agree with that. Absolutely. And, well, because I also, for me, I really want to be buried. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've told this to you, for I want burial goods. Oh, okay. Burial goods so oh, much. yeah. Well, so I'm reading, um, because it's part of the, 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 the reading. The college course. Yes, the college course. Um, it's, um, it's finding or locating, I can't remember the title exactly, but the Indo-Europeans and it's all burial goods and they all, it's all archaeology and looking at They really went off with that. They did. I'm loving this book and I'm like, ooh, what I want to be buried with. Um, so I I can't get you a ship. I don't know that I can get you that. (sighs) I want to be on a burning ship. See, why not? I want to do that. Like, why not? That's that's fucking a blaze. I'm being cremated. But I really want to do, um, I want to not be involved, do a completely natural, in yes. a wicker coffin that is biodegradable and clothing that is biodegradable, but the only things that are not biodegradable, like I want coins on my eyeballs. Okay. Um, I want dye. You want what? Dye. Dice. Like this. Okay. I, I, I just heard I want dye as in I want, like I want to die. It was like. Not yet. That's kind of like a prerequisite. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the hope. But I have like burial goods that I want to be buried with. And also my partner and I, I've made a pact with my partner where whoever dies first must be buried with the finger of the other person. That's fucking <laughs> I Like that's so odd. And I can't remember if we agreed the ring finger, because then I was like, well, how am I going to wear my wedding ring? And he was like, ah, that's good. Shit. <laughs> um, so we might do the pinky. We have to hopefully have time to figure this out. But we definitely, because he wants to be cremated. Uh-huh. So if he dies before me, he'll be burned with my finger. Okay. So we'll be mixed together. And then if I die before him, I will be buried with his pinky mm-hmm. or and, or and or ring finger, but I'll have it in a little pouch and my hope hope is that however many years from now I've dug up and they're like why does this bitch have someone else's thinking <laughs> in her brain <laughs> like this this bitch is from the 21st century why the fuck does she have this this is weird yeah what kind of weird book so that's just my desire yeah his is you know super you know romantic and uh, yeah, you just want to fuck up the like, future historians historians that's all I want um yeah but do you guys feel that your desire 
for burial, cremation, or whatever is informed by your religious beliefs, or is it more the tr- like the tree thing for me? It's religious. My spiritual beliefs more than religious because like it's not tied to anything Irish paganism. It's just more of the like I want to go back to the earth. Mm-hmm. Like I view death as part of a cycle. It is a very natural thing. My views of death and afterlife through paganism has made me more comfortable with death. So I want to like I, I want to be returned to the earth as part of that cycle. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's about as complicated as it gets. I think it, like it doesn't have any roots in Irish pagan stuff. I, like, if I really thought about, like, what I would, like, legitimately want for a burial, it would be somewhat spiritual, really based in, like, you know, returning to the earth. But the point of a burial is kind of, like, preservation of the body, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, again, set me on a boat, lay me on fire, but that's not allowed. Like, <sighs> yeah, I know. Stupid laws. Um, <laughs> but I would love to have this like elaborate, bury me in gold with lapis and carnelian beads, but like for pagan reasons and like all of these things. But then, like, it just, like, it's just logistically not going to happen. Yeah. Like, having lost both my parents, seeing, like, how crazy expensive everything is, and how, like, once someone's gone, you kind of have to move somewhat quickly, like, with a body. You vomit or you cremate it in, like, our current functioning way, for the most part. It's one of two, and you kind of have to decide pretty quickly, (laughs) because of, like, they have to start vomiting before you are a mush. (laughs) Or completely yeah. in rigor. <laughs> so. God, yeah. you have to do it before rigor mortis. You really don't have much time. Well, like, you should... No, not like... Well, rigor takes a couple hours. It doesn't... It's not an immediate thing. Yeah, no, but that still, to me, feels like not a lot of time. As far as... Ideally, if that decision was not in an ideal situation, you would already, you would know. already know. Yeah. And don't have to wait for that. Yeah, no, if it's I'm made just saying, in advance. It, it things a little easier because that's the start of the decomposition process. Mm-hmm. So, I don't I just don't think, like, logistically a big it's going to happen. Um, like, on some levels, I would love, maybe I will, maybe I will prepare and, like, pets that pass in the future, hopefully in the far future, um, maybe I will just start stuffing them. <gasps> And having them for my, like, <laughs> burial, like, you know, like, a, you know, like, Egyptians with, like, mummy cats and stuff. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> that. And then you stuff me. <laughs> this is not where I thought this was going. No. No. Because I was like, oh, cremate the pets. Yeah. <laughs> be with them. Stuff no. them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want, like, go for it. Like, balls to the wall. <laughs> Bury me with books of shadows for all the religious, like, all the occult, all the religious shit, like, if we're gonna confuse the historians, I want gold, I want witchcraft, I want stuffed animals, (laughs) I'm, (laughs) and then also, like, manufactured stuffed animals, make it weirder, um, in a tiny pyramid, very small, I love this, 
<laughs> Very small one. What else would I do? Oh my god. See, I just see. This is what happens when I think off the top of my head. <laughs> see, um, I just just make me a tree that horses can have. Like, <laughs> I mean, realistically, I'll probably be cremated and buried in a tree urn. Like, like that's no, that's I'm like on. That would be fantastic. I just need to look up like what the f- what how what protections do the trees have? Can you plant it yourself? Are they supposed to be planted in specific places? Or specific I'm sure ways? there are specific grave sites that do that. take care of them. Now, given grave site goes out of business, that's yeah. That, that is like what happens. You don't know what's going to happen hundred something years. Which, but of course, like I mean, once like my immediate family outlives me, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's also okay. I want a fucking wild headstone. Just like that's my other thing. I want a I want a headstone like a big headstone. Yeah, as well. I yeah, like a big one that just says like I just want to say something ridiculous. Like I don't even know. Like my partner's idea is what you gonna stab me? (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. That's so great. He wants to be cremated and not have a gravestone at all. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I don't see the point of it. Just gonna be I mean, it's like even to just put a box of ashes in a wall is several thousand dollars, and it shouldn't be. It's crazy. It's a racket. So I, you know, like I respect the people who, you know, go into, <laughs> you know, into the whole industry to try and like, help others dealing with what's going on. But like, it really is a huge money grab. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's an industry. Yeah. yeah. That's... And so, I I just personally, in the way it's run right now, don't feel like any legitimate pagan or spiritual beliefs that I would like to have with my body can really be enforced with that. With the way that it currently is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because for me, ideally, in the perfect world, what I would want is to be buried in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Like, where that's, like, what I would want, and have a tree and a gravestone, but that's not going to happen. But, like, you can't even, I think... No, you can do it, but you have to, like, it's a process, I think. I mean, like, I think there are, like, laws about that with, like, yeah. animal burial grounds anyway. Oh. At least horses. Well, I horses remember big boys. Yeah, I mean, like, this happened when I was really young, but I remember when a horse died at a farm I was at that there were discussions of, like, <laughs> we're technically doing something we're not supposed to, because they buried them on the property. Mm-hmm. I was like nine, so I don't fully remember. I know that all of our dogs are buried on in our backyard, my family's backyard. But None I hope I'm not like doxing my parents for doing something illegal. But yeah, well, also we do need to figure it out. Hopefully, again for our future, because your partner and I said that we would preserve a horse skull for you when it happens. So that's true. That is, whenever that happens, you're I'm giving you the phone, and you're figuring it out. <laughs> for the record, because I'm I like I mean I'm not ashamed of this. I decided whenever it is that my horse dies, because I love horse skulls, like, aesthetically, and also, I think it would just be really cool to have his horse skull, but, like, and, like, I'm not offended by the idea of what would need to happen. But you don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to hear about it, especially with my horse. Someone else handle that and just give me the skull. Like, yeah. You can do the, um, the Welsh... <laughs> I don't want to stick. Yeah. yeah. What, what, is, what is the name? Mary Mary Lude or Mary Yeah. Lude. Yeah. Which is what we're doing for you at the nice. road this year. So I don't know how we're getting horse skull. 
They're working on it. The main liturgist will figure it out. Yeah, they're working on it. (laughs) But, yeah. You guys can figure that out. Just don't tell me what happens because I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no. I think I like on some level, like, like my field is animal work, uh, and I work quite a bit with deceased things. So I am like, oh, this is this could be a very interesting. Thing I'm to sure, learn yeah, how it would do. Yeah, it'd be a very interesting problem to solve. Yeah, like I like like there are so many options that I would like to try, <laughs> and I won't just have horses handed to me often. <laughs> Listen, you can try with any other body parts. I just want the head. I want to make sure the head is good. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, logistically, I have an idea that should be the cleanest and the best. I just don't know how to get all the materials. <laughs> but hopefully we won't have to worry about this for, like, several years. So, so. I mean, like, my horse is turning 24 next week. But hopefully, like... How long the horse is um, Late 20s, 30s. So, like, I mean, like... He's 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 doing very well. He's in good health. He's happy, mm-hmm. but he is almost twenty four. <laughs> Which since we're still talking about afterlife, um, I guess on some level I must believe something about it because the other week I was meditating and then my deceased parents were like, "Hey, here's your friend back, and ghost dog is in my life." So, I mean, I, I believe in ghost animals. Well, I wouldn't even say ghost. He's more of just like a spirit who is protective and there. And as a child, like he died when I was like six or so. And he was like, I would say my first friend, like that dog was around before I was born and was incredibly protective of me as a baby. So, um, it like when he passed, I, I don't know if I couldn't process it, but I was like, no, he's, he's always right here. <laughs> Um, and then sometime around, like, early teens, probably 13, 12, 13, 14, just kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I still, like, the, when we did the first trance in the Pagan Club, which was to find, like, your power animal, mm-hmm. that morning I was home at my parents' house because we had to put down one of my dogs. And again, he was old, like, we knew it was coming, but it still very much sucked. Um... And then I just kind of, like, came back to campus because I was like, I'm sad, but I also really want to do this trance. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm just going to do it. And I saw that dog in the trance. He walked with me for a bit. And as we were leaving, he walked with me, like, back to the beginning, mm-hmm. which, like, I very much believe he was there. And even, like, my mom has said every now and then she'll just, like, be in bed um, and just kind of, like, feel him get into bed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, like, fully believe in, in ghost animals. Oh, 100%. I, I am totally down with ghosts. They are very real. And as we discussed with the whole house spirit and all of that thing, I think we very much have established, um, I think pretty much all of us are like, yeah, ghosts are, ghosts are a thing. How, yeah. how they fit into the whole afterlife thing. I don't know. 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 Um, yeah, so, um, closing thoughts on death. <laughs> um, he's pretty chill. Yeah, I say yeah. complicated. Complicated. We skip through rivers of blood. Yeah, <laughs> but yes, no. The afterlife and death, like there's there's a lot to think about, and there's a lot of different opinions. And we'll never really we know. Hear one major in the majority. Uh, don't feel bad. 
don't align with it. Yeah. Yes, 100% don't feel bad if you don't align with Christianity. I'm going to say it. Yeah. Like, like 100%. I get, I get to be blunt about it. And, and I kind of wanted to echo what Rosemary touched on of, of just what I do appreciate about this general worldview is it's made me far more comfortable with death because I've gotten to a place of going, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. And it's just a natural part of life. Afterwards, we have no idea what happens. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I still don't want to die. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, it's, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen, and I'm okay with the fact of it. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I, th- I don't think, I don't know, again, I think I said this, I don't know if it was that I couldn't comprehend the finality of death, but I also never really found it to be completely final, and... Uh, but I'll never really completely know. I'll only have my own experiences yeah. to go off of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening to this. Hopefully not too much of a, a downer. I think we did a good job of being upbeat while talking about death and the afterlife. Um, we hope to see you again in, uh, well, maybe not see you. We hope that you will listen to us again in <laughs> two weeks or so. Um, and you know, you can always find us on Instagram and Twitter at the, at three of witches, but until then, thank you so much for listening.